guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. So, last week we started a series, well, two-week series called Shift. Um, Last week we talked about... um, what a shift is like an automatic shift. So there's, you have automatic shifts and you have manual shifts, right? We talked about cars. We talked about how cars have automatic or manual transmission. So one does the work for you. The other one, you have to actually do the work yourself. I did tell you a story last week about how I tried a manual car and it didn't go so well. Um, and you know, if you don't shift properly, um, you, you're like, you're going to, it sounds like you break the thing. And I almost did that to my friend's car. Um, I don't recommend you trying it unless you're confident. Um, or don't, at least don't do it on a nice car that's not yours because I felt like I was going to, yeah, that was bad. So tonight we're going to continue our series on shift. And tonight we're going to talk about manual shifts that we need to initiate in our own lives. Manual cars need you to intervene and shift the gears to drive it properly. We just talked about that, right? The word shift means a change in direction, action, or motivation, okay? Um, Think about that for a minute, okay? The word shift means a change in direction, action, or motivation. We're going to look at the. Uh, we're going to look at three really, really quick areas, and how they uh, help us shift manually the things in our life that we need to shift. Okay. First, we're going to have to recognize it. Okay. Recognize. Everyone say recognize it. Recognize. Recognize. We're going to have to recognize it. Um, sometimes we aren't so good at recognizing the harmful things that we need to shift from. Sometimes we don't know to recognize things, uh, or we don't want to recognize things that we need to shift from. And sometimes it takes us, um, to hit rock bottom to recognize the things that we need to shift from. Um, we're going to talk about Jonah real quick. And basically Jonah um, got a message from God. God told him to go to Nineveh, which is a place that was filled with sin. And God said, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. I want you to preach my word. I want you to tell the people to repent, to avoid my wrath. And Jonah, who knows, who knows what happened next? Anybody? Joy, what happened? He said, no, that's it. He said, no. He said, no. How many of you have been asked or told today something by a parent or someone in authority to do something and you just flat out said no? None of you? I know you have. (laughs) Throw him right under the bus. Okay, this week. Joseph, I know you've had to. Like this week, at some point. Well, today, I mean, yeah, there's got to be. I've done it today. 
Um, didn't work out so well, but it didn't work out for Jonah either. So Jonah says no. Instead, he ran from God and ended up, and uh, he ended up on a boat to escape what God wanted him to do. And because he ran away from God, long story short, God brought a storm, and the crew of the ship that he was on realized something was wrong, and somebody on the ship must have angered God, and Jonah ended up overboard and um, basically said, yeah, it was me, and he went overboard to save the lives of the boat and the fishermen, and the Bible then says that God provided, he provided a whale to swallow Jonah and save him. Um, I think when you're in a whale and God provides that for you, you pretty much hit rock bottom, right? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I I was trying to think in my life, if you take a minute and think about that, because the Bible, it says God provided a whale to save Jonah, to swallow Jonah and save him. I mean, if you're out in the middle of the ocean, I don't know what else could save you besides you, like, walking on water, which Peter couldn't even do. Um, But God will always provide a way when you say no to come back to him. And I think about the song Reckless Love because we just sang that tonight. And the words in that song talk about how God, his love is reckless. Like, he provided a whale to save Jonah because that's how important the story of Jonah was. That's how important he, he was in God's story and God's plan for his life. And so Jonah hit rock bottom and um, we've all maybe been there, right? We've all maybe, maybe we're there now, maybe... You know, you don't know the story of the person next to you. We talked about that last week, right? And um, maybe, you know, it's something that you're, God's dealing with in your life or you don't even understand it's there. Um, what are we doing Or what else has our attention and time been on that's more important than doing what we should be doing? Um, What else are we so concerned with? Or what are we letting our lives, what are we letting rule our lives that we think we know better? How many of you have ever heard your parents say, do you really think you know better than me? Or anybody else, right? Like I still, like my wife still tells me that, you know. That was a joke, ha, 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 because they're always right. Um, Jonah thought he knew better, and he had other plans, and he didn't want to do what God wanted him to do, so he got swallowed by a whale. <clears throat> um, and, and so Jonah goes through this whole process, but how many times do we ignore what God wants us to do? And if you don't remember anything tonight, remember remember this, or or at least take this, think about this. God has a plan for you, right? God had a plan for for Jonah. And 
your decisions now will impact your future and where God is placing you, where God wants you to go, how God wants to use you. God may be calling you to a Nineveh. God may be calling you to a situation that he's preparing you for. And just because you're a teenager, just because you're in youth group, just because you're younger, doesn't mean that the process starts now in you. And you have to think about how many times you choose other things over God's things. Um, he's working in your life now, like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. So let's uh, move on to number two. First, we recognize it. Um, and then once we recognize it, we need to repent from it. Um, I know that's a churchy word. I didn't, but it fit in with my R themes. Okay. So we're going with it. Um, but basically when we look at Jonah, um, so what did Jonah do when he recognized he was at rock bottom, when he was in the whale? Um, God still had a plan for Jonah. And honestly, like I still can't get over the fact that the Bible says it provided a whale for Jonah to rescue him. Um, because that was a huge favor. Like Jonah was, was done, right? Jonah disobeyed God, but God had a plan. Remember that. Take that tonight. God has a plan for your life. God will provide, if you hit rock bottom, God still comes out. He still loves you. Reckless love for you, after you. Sends a whale for Jonah, right? You think that might be the worst case scenario. Maybe it is, but it saved his life. I'd rather be swallowed by a whale and, and have a second chance to, to do what God wants me to do than to live my life for myself and end up in a place that I can't get back from. And Jonah um, had already recognized the shift that he ignored that he needed to make. And then he repented, and God still loved him. God still had a plan for him. God worked through his mistake and his disobedience and God wants to do the same thing for us today. Once we recognize what we need to shift from, we need to repent if necessary. Um, if it's something that we're maybe slave to, addicted to, or some sort of disobedient behavior. And I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to all of our youth leaders here too. Because it doesn't stop. Because sin doesn't stop. Because Satan doesn't stop. Right? He is after all of us. And so this message resonates with, with not just you, but with, with anybody that listens to it. It takes action on our part, which leads me to our final point tonight, is replace it. So we recognize it. We, we look at that thing, those things. Maybe it's, it's, it could be something as simple as a game or your phone or uh, a relationship or an addiction of some sort. It could be 
a number of things, right? But unless we recognize it, we can't deal with it. And so we've identified it, we recognize it, and Jonah recognized it. Um, old behaviors and habits need to be replaced with new ones. So when we recognize it, we get rid of it, we need to replace it with godly things, right? We need to replace those old habits, those old things with new things. Replace the uh, old addictions with freedom and obedience to what God calls us to. Um, He wants us to shift. Jonah replaces this obedience with obedience. He finally... um, obeyed God after the whale, spit him out. Um, He went to Nineveh, and he was used by God to save Nineveh. Um, Nineveh, again, was filled with sin, but God came through. God still used Noah, or Jonah. I keep saying Noah. I don't know why Noah, but God used Noah, too, in a really, really crazy, weird way, and maybe that'll be my, next time I speak, maybe we'll do Noah, but... um, I'm going to tell you a quick story about myself um, that (laughs) is, well, boss knows about it um, because it happened when I was a teenager. It was a really stupid thing that I did. And it was, I was trying to think like, okay, like, did I have a Jonah moment? Of course I've had a Jonah moment. Like, I still have Jonah moments. Um, But I was probably 16. I was just starting to drive. My mom had a little Chevy Prism. It was like, tiny. It was like a little mini tiny car. And I was late for work. I worked at Champs in the mall. Champs is still around, so I don't feel that old, right? Anybody? Sh- <laughs> I know it's in a mall that's dying, but I, I worked there. That was where I had my job. So I'm running late for work. I get in the car. I back out of my driveway, and I hit my neighbor's car. Now, I felt it, I didn't want to recognize it. Um, I knew what I needed to do in that moment was get out, pull my car in the driveway, and deal with it, right? But what do you think I did? I went to work. I was late for work. I did get out. I went in the back. And I promise you to this day, I did not see the carnage I left behind when I went to look at it. I don't, I don't know what I saw, but I didn't see it at first. So I was like, it's not that bad. Okay, I'm going to go to work. This is another, this is what makes me feel old too. We didn't have, like, I didn't have a cell phone back then that like, like we have today. So when I got to work, my mom called the store because my neighbor came over and was like, yeah, your son hit my car and like left. And here's all the carnage of, you know, whatever. So my boss, as soon as I walk in the door, she's like, you need to turn around and go back home. And so I got in the car. I went back out to my car. And I actually went in the back and looked at the taillight. And the whole bumper was smashed in. The glass on the taillight was all gone. Like, it was a wreck. And I'm thinking, why why didn't I see this before? Like, why didn't I? So I'm a mess going home. And I, you know, like, I'm like, 
I don't know, like, what's going to happen to me? Like, I was, I was 16. Like, I didn't know if I was going to get my license taken away. Cops were going to, whatever. I was, I was a wreck driving home. It was a rock bottom moment. And I was in, I was driving my whale home. And, <laughs> and um, when I got home, I got in the house. My mom, if, in, in you, you will get to know my mom probably. She is the most, she is wonderful. She is like next to Mary. Like one, like just, she's super amazing. Um, but super patient and spiritual. And so she doesn't really yell. And boss can attest to this. If I got in trouble when I was a teenager or a kid, she'd, she would lecture me for 30, 40, 50 minutes to two, three hours about how ungodly what I did was and how I need to repent and how, like, you know, I need Jesus in my life and and how she loves me still and how Jesus still loves me. And so instead of yelling, I, that's what I got. So I walk in the house. She sits me down and we have like a six hour just me and her. And um, so by that time it was, it was, it was in the summer, so it was like it was still light out. So she goes, "You need to make this right and go to our neighbor and talk with them and apologize." I was 16 years old. Like I didn't want to talk to any. I just wanted this to go away. And first of all, like I don't know. Like I, I didn't. I'm I'm talk like I was outgoing as a kid, but this was it was that was brutal. So I go over. She wasn't the nicest. I apologized. And she was like, you know, I don't want to make her sound. I don't want to mimic her voice. But she wasn't too nice. All the while, I'm thinking, when I went out and looked at her car, she had the smallest little, like, ding in her car. Like, it wasn't, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm not trying to, like, make it sound like it wasn't a big deal, because it was, because my mom's car was, like, really messed up. But her car had this little, tiny, little ding and I was trying to, like, make myself feel better by saying, well, it wasn't that bad. But it was still a hit and run. Like, I still hit a car and left the scene of it. So when you learn to drive, right, Faith, like, you, you what do you do, Faith? You don't. <laughs> you don't. So, yeah, so that was... Um, that was scary. Side note real quick, and this has nothing to do with, with well, maybe it does. I'll let you decide. <laughs> because I'm telling you this story, and it's part of the story. My mom is such a saint that she um, brought me down to the police station because we had to file a police report. And this was, this was all, like, this was like the next day. We go down to the Kingston Police I go back into one of those interrogation rooms and there's a detective waiting for me and I sit down. He goes, Jonathan Michael Lau. I said, yes. I name my full name. And he's like, I understand you uh, hit, hit and run. And I understand that you blah, blah, blah. And he's going all over all of the things that he could have charged me with, like a normal person would have been charged with. He throws down this big binder 
of laws. And he goes, read this. And it was the hit and run, like what, what can happen to you if you hit and run and leave the scene of an accident? You, like up to five years in prison and all this. I'm reading this, like trembling. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like what is going to happen to me? So maybe that was my rock bottom moment. And he goes, but your mom tells me you're a good kid. Your mom tells me that you, you know, are in youth group. That was like one of the things. You know, you go to church regularly. You, you don't cause trouble. You're, you know, you never. He said, so take this as a lesson. Maybe that was my whale, right? Maybe God sent that because I'll tell you what. I will never forget that. And for me, that was like, I knew it was wrong. And that was a shift for me, right? In that moment was to learn from that situation. Jonah, to learn from his situation, right? To learn that, you know, when, when, when you're in the midst of doing the right thing versus the wrong thing, the God thing versus not the God thing, like there's, you have to decide which way to go, but God chases after you no matter where you go. And, um, years, I'm talking like, this was probably two years ago. I found out that my mom set up that whole detective thing. Yeah. That was two years ago. I found out that she set up the whole thing to take me down there and scare the life out of me. So um, I wasn't too happy. I wasn't too thrilled when, and, and it was just in conversation. She was just like, oh yeah. And, and remember when I did this? And I'm like, you never told me you did that. That was, hmm. So tonight, as we close out the series, um, I want you to, I want to, I want to take a moment and we're actually going to spend some time um, together, and, and we're going to use our small group time in a little bit different fashion tonight. And Derek, you can put on some music. Um, I want you to just bow your heads and close your eyes, get into some quiet time, and just, just close out everything around you. Okay? Close out everything around you. You know, sometimes sometimes you don't think that God sees you just because you're younger. Sometimes you don't think that God is chasing after you just because, you know, you're not older, you're, you don't have adult problems. Maybe you do. Or maybe the adults you live with, you know, their problems are impacting you. Um, but God chases after you all the time, every day, constantly, constantly. I want you to take this moment and I want you to ask yourself, what can I recognize in my life tonight? What can I recognize that is taking my attention away from God, my time away from God, my behavior in 
not in a godly way, just, just maybe I'm doing something, maybe there's something in my life, maybe I'm at rock bottom, maybe I'm doing things that no one in this room has any idea about that are just, just, just ungodly behaviors, actions, words, our attitudes. I want you to take a moment and try and recognize some of those things in your life. And I want you to understand that where you are now, where you are a year from now, where you are 10 years, 20 years, it doesn't matter. You're going to have situations that you need to recognize in your life at every stage in life that you need to shift from, that you need, you need to take the action. You need to take the action and move away from because if you don't, Satan is going to grab a hold of that and he's going to make it even stronger in your life. He's going to make it even more powerful in your life and he's going to use something that you see, you think is so simple and easy and dumb now, like maybe watching movies you shouldn't watch or listening to things you shouldn't listen to and he will transform those into massive things down the road in your life and you're going to be at the point where it's going to be like man how did i get from point a to point b how did i get from from living a life as you know doing what i wanted to in youth group or, or as a teenager to living a life of sin and and just so far from god as an adult and not where i thought i would be and maybe maybe now's the moment you need to make that manual shift because god's not going to do it for you God will provide moments like this. This could be your whale. This could be your Jonah moment where you shift and you recognize what you need to repent from and leave behind and replace with the things of God. There is nothing, nothing you can do that will ever Replace the love of God or take the love of God away from you. He is hunting after you. He is chasing you down every day. And you're going to disappoint him. I'm going to disappoint him. But that's how much he loves us. As you think about those moments and those things that you might need to shift, what I want to do is I'm going to ask our youth leaders to find a place in this room and If you want prayer, here's your call to action. I want you to step up. I want you to find a youth leader, guys with guys, girls with girls. And I want you to spend some time in prayer with with one of our youth leaders. If you don't want to pray with a youth leader, that's fine. But don't let this moment pass without recognizing repenting and replacing what God wants you to shift from. You can even come up to these altars. Derek, you can make that music a little bit louder and pump that. We could spend some time in worship a little bit. But this is this is how we're going to kind of close out our night instead of doing some small groups. This is our moment. This is your moment. This is my moment to shift from some of these things. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. 
We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.